Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now, here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome, everybody, to dun, 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 episode 37 of IG2G. With me, as always, is Mr. Matt, and I, if you're wondering and don't know, I'm Eric. Today, we're going to be talking about that awesome Nintendo Direct, because why wouldn't we? Because Nintendo is the best. <laughs> we're also got a wonderful little dungeon crawler going on. We've got some Spider-Man action today. We've got some crazy narrative adventures that Matt's going to talk about. You know what? That and a whole bunch more, so stay tuned, because here we go. Top 5 Releases So first up on the release docket this week, we got Stay. This is a game that came out on the 12th of September. It actually originally came out many, many moons ago, but it's only for 12 bucks. I believe it's on all kinds of the platforms that I'll tell you more about later in the episode because I'm going to talk all about this. So stay tuned, suckers. Stay tuned. Stick around. As could be expected, my first one on the plate today is a very wonderful little Switch title entitled Labyrinth of Refrain, Coven of Dust, published by NIS America, developed by Nippon Ichi. These are some of the same people that brought you like Disgaea, those types of games. And this is in the same vein. Mm-hmm. It has the real cartoony, uh, you know, graphics and little anime type thing. But the, well, I shouldn't say graphics. The anime, the stylings, all the cartoony anime cool stuff. But the graphics are really kind of old school. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Wizardry, like first person dungeons where you're going through the rooms. Yeah, drawing oh, the maps wow. out, doing all that. Okay. Yes, this is a hardcore RPG, if you didn't know, that has you first person cr- dungeon crawling through these suckers course going through the wonderful little story which by the way is interesting because as is usually with the case with these guys and gals it's more of a, an adult story it has swearing adult themes all that good stuff so this isn't for little kids this isn't your like happy-go-lucky anime adventure and it's also very difficult and very in-depth as these games always are the magic system's always very very deep and then they'll sign it you know and speaking of which i'm not gonna go too big into detail just gonna say that you you know sign the different people test make the mages that a lot of the warriors you guys know the shtick so if you're looking for a pretty solid dungeon crawly rpg check out this wonderful title it is of course only on the switch because that's where all the good games come to suckers so next up on the releases we got a game that is not ever going to come to the switch because who cares about the switch throw it in the trash can next to toby and benedict but this is a game that came out on the 13th of september for 30 bucks for linux mac and pc developed and published by mode 7 games this is frozen synapse 2 now if anyone remembers the original frozen synapse from i think it's 2011 it was a top-down tactical turn-based action kind of strategy game in which you you had like a little fire team and you'd be like hey you got to go clear out this building of you know the enemy terrorists or whatever but what you did during your turn was you mapped out the next five seconds of what your people would do like in super detail like so he's going to move here he's going to turn this way you know his aim's going to go that way he's going to advance four feet and he's going to sit in overwatch for anybody that's coming through so you'd plot out that for your whole squad and you hit play and you'd see what would happen. And, you know, the enemies would move, and whatever happened, happened. And it would pause, and you'd plot out the next five seconds. Well, this is more of that. This one's got, like, a single-player campaign mode in this randomly generated, you know, procedurally generated city. I've heard that that's fun, but, like, the the story doesn't really go anywhere, and it's kind of the same each time you play it. But what's really cool about this one, because I don't think this 
they did this in the original. In Frozen Synapse 2, now you have multiplayer games. So you and I could, you know, you'd set up your guys on one side of the building with, you know, doors and windows and tables and things to take cover behind. My guys would be breaching in from the other side. So you'd plot out your turn, I'd plot out my turn. And because it's not, you know, a real-time game, you can play these games like uh, Chess by Mail, where it's like you set up the board, his move is knight to rook three, so you'd plot out your guys, I'd plot out my guys, and then whenever we both are ready, we hit go, see what happens in those five seconds, and then based on what your guys did, I can plot out what my guys do. And based on what my guys did, you plot out yours. And so you keep going, you know, five, in five-second chunks, and then, you know, whoever wins, wins. And it's just, it's so intense and interesting, and the detail you can get into with assigning actions to your units, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, totally, I don't want to say over the top, because it makes sense. Like, this is what you would have the guys do. But it's so in-depth, you can totally manage, like, every single tiny thing that they're doing. And you can just really sink your teeth into it. This is something that I have the original Frozen Synapse, but I have never had a chance to get into it. But I totally am interested in this whole series. It really kind of it sparks that just micromanager, like... OCD type of thing for me like he's going to go behind the desk and he's going to pop down and he's going to roll over here and he's going to have his shotgun ready to go so if that tickles any of your fancies go ahead and get Frozen Synapse 2 awesome just just awesome it's going to be awesome you're going to love it you think I was done with RPGs oh you were wrong you know why because Xenoblade Chronicles 2 just came out with another DLC slash separate its own adventure that you can purchase retail. What are you talking about? It's Torna the Golden Country. It, of course, is for Nintendo Switch. It was developed by Monolith Soft, of course, published by Nintendo, and it releases expansion pack-wise September 14th, so it's already out. If you have Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and you have the expansion pass or just want to buy it separately, you can do that. If not, if you just want to buy this singular adventure all on its own, you can do that as of September 21st. It'll be out in stores for retail all over the friggin' world. Yes. This game, I've talked about this one before. The reason why this is so acclaimed, such beloved by everybody, is because of the battle system. It has the free form where you can run around, do the different skill sets, pick your enemies, do crazy combo moves with other characters, switch in between your different different, uh, summons or... Oh my god, I'm losing the name of them. Your your sidebar characters. Dang it. I'm not going to get it. I'm terrible with names. They're basically like summons. They allow you to do different elemental damage, use different weapons, etc. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have no idea what this man is talking about Doesn't right now. Matter. Doesn't matter. The, the bottom line is it continues in this one. They, t- they tweak it. They na- make it a little bit different. It takes place 500 years bevo- before Xenoblade Chronicles 2 does. So you've got two new main characters. You're going to see some of the cast members from the previous Xenoblade Chronicles. It was one of the games, I guess they were talking about, they were going to make this into the main game and add it in and everything else, but then they realized if they pitched this, that the development time was going to be highly, you know, drastically increased, uh, Money was going a lot more money was going to be needed, so they shelved it, hid it away for a while, and now they're bringing it back out, and f- they fleshed it out, and now they're releasing it, and it is a standalone adventure. They're so confident that this thing is a great time worth its money that is being released separately as a retail version for those who don't want to play through Xenoblade Chronicles 2 etc but I promise you you play this you play Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or this new expansion you're gonna love it 
They treat you with respect. I've said it before. They they have uh, opportunities for you to just increase your levels. So if like you feel like you're getting behind and you're, and you're just not doing the damage you should be, and you don't want to grind because hey, you know what, you're an adult or you got work or whatever it is, you can just go to an inn. Pop, 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 pop. It catches you right up to where you need to be per the story you're on, and you can keep marching forward. I really recommend this game. The graphics are gorgeous, especially, you know, when you consider the Switch quality. It looks very good, very colorful. The story is solid. The foundation's all good to go. The monsters are unique and fun. A great game. I highly recommend everybody check it out. There you go. And, of course, finishing it off, it's a genre that's really near and dear to my heart. I have got a visual novel called 428 Shibuya Scramble. Now, this dropped originally back in 2008 on the Wii, but now we're getting a version on PS4 and PC that dropped on the 4th of September for 50 bucks. developed by Chunsoft and Abstraction Games, published now by Spike Chunsoft, one of my very favorite companies in the entire world. This is a visual novel all about like five different people who get kind of wrapped up together in a whole kidnapping scheme. I think one of them is like the father of a daughter who's been kidnapped. One of them is her sister. One is a random guy who runs into the sister. And then there's a couple other characters too. Now, what is really cool about this is most visual novels that I've played in the past, it's, you know, it's CG graphics. It's like anime style graphics, stuff like that. This one, it's all live action, like still photos of actual actors in the places where they're supposed to be. It's, you know, actual video of them doing the things or having the conversations. So that's kind of unique in the visual novel genre because most of it, like I said, it's mostly anime things. So that's cool. The other cool thing about this is, I mean, from what I've heard, I haven't played it yet myself, but, you know, visual novel, there's a lot of text, text scrolling across these pictures. But when it's really intense scenes or like, you know, a character's on the verge of a breakdown or something, that text will start, you know, they'll manipulate the text in a certain way. Like if there's loud gunshots or something, it'll like blast across the screen, you know, big flashing, you know, in red or something. It'll break it up to, you know, because some visual novels, you read it and you're like, okay, interesting stuff's happening, but maybe there's just a sound effect in the background and it's still just text. This livens up, you know, the visual novel reading experience in that way. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, the whole live-action thing is pretty badass, too. The other thing that's really cool about this is if you're playing through a certain character's storyline or a story segment, you can influence other characters' story segments down the road. Like, if you choose to, you know, grab the girl's hand and run across, you know, the highway through the traffic, you know, you might make it through safe, but the other character who's on his way somewhere will get stuck in the traffic jam, maybe not meet up with the person he's going to look for, because of this choice you made. The other cool thing is, during the story at some points, there will be like highlighted words that kind of cross people's segments, people's story segments. So if you're there as Akira and you're trying to do this thing, but you hear something that would let you jump to Hiroe's timeline and affect that too. So there's all kinds of back and forth and directly back and forth and then also manipulating of other story segments based on what you're doing in the present moment. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty unique, again, in visual novels. Usually it's just you play through it and that's it. Maybe there's one alternate ending you can get if you find the secret path. So I think this one said it had like 50 different endings you can get based on all the choices you make in these five characters and all the ways that they can interact with the other characters, storylines, whether directly or indirectly. Really cool, really awesome. I'm planning to pick it up. Like I said, it's 50 bucks. but if you are a fan of visual novels, I'm pretty sure this is going to be one you're going to want to pick up because I'm going to do it myself. Number five. 
All right. You know what? Let's just get this over with. For God's sakes, everybody's been talking about it. It's just been on every single podcast, on every single video game website in the whole wide world. The game I'm talking about is dun, 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 Spider-Man. Ooh, man. What's what's flip, Insomniac flip, flip, flip. been doing? Oh, my God. They've been making Spider-Man. Everybody's been talking about it. It is out in the stores. Everybody's played it that's want to play it at this point, unless you're poor like me and don't have some monies because you know what? That's just the way it goes. If you didn't know, though, it was released September 7, 2018, released for the PlayStation 4. Er, yep, that's it. Because it's a PlayStation exclusive. Mm-hmm. No Switch. No Switch. No Switch. No Xbox. Switches no for babies and oh losers. Oh my god, don't say that. That's it. not nice. That's very rude of you, Matt. I'll just tell you right now. Very rude. <laughs> Any of the who's. I haven't played it, but I have watched about mm, roughly 14, 15 hours worth of gameplay on this one. And I will tell you, holy mackerels, it is amazing. It is great. And this one, it takes place years and years after he's already become Spider-Man. Like eight years after he's already been Spider-Man, I think it is, seven or eight, something like that. So he's already put away all the different criminals in prison. He doesn't have to worry about it. Kingpin's the only one still out. And you know, and this isn't a spoiler. This literally happens when you start the game. You're taking down Kingpin. dun da 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 And that's the, ca- well, on, that's spoilers, the catalyst man. for the entire Jeez. story. That's what sets the stage, gets everything going. I'll say nothing more beyond that, except for what you can assume, because what kind of game would this be if, if the other... No, yeah, you just take them down, game, game over, over. Right? Congratulations, Because you did of that it. happening, other events transpire, baddies come in, fill the holes where you know Fisk was, and then they start releasing other bad guys to fulfill agendas, breakouts, you know, so you get to see a lot of the different uh, bad guys. And I won't even say which ones in case you still haven't played and want to keep it spoiler fresh. But you will encounter many of the old school baddies that you've come to know and love. The redesigns on them, they keep them similar to what you know, but change every one of them just a little bit just to kind of make it their own. They're very, very engaging. A very yeah. Jeez, old Pete's. It the the stages they set for these fights. It looks like they're CG, but it's not. Everything you do is literally you doing it. You're swinging the webs. Mm-hmm. You're pushing the a the the X's and the A's. You're pushing the A's and the B's. You're pushing the buttons, man. You got me on Nintendo. <laughs> I'm already thinking. Uh-huh. Uh, you're pushing the X's, the O's. You're doing everything that you you do as Spider-Man to save the day. None of it's all just hey, gimme, 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 gimme. It's incredible. And speaking of the movement, from the word go, it has you swinging through the city skylines, doing all that. It doesn't baby mode you into it. It just goes, hey, here you go. And then it just lets you get your footing as you're kind of traversing through the city to do the very first quest. You'll pick it up. It's intuitive. It's easy. Whenever he shoots out the uh, spider webs, you can see it like go off and twing onto the buildings and stuff. So very realistic, really cool. Say you go into Central Park or a very open area, guess what? There's nowhere to swing from. So you just fall to the ground and now you're running like any other schmojo there. And then while you're doing nice. it, the NPCs in the game are a lot of fun because they'll sit there and they'll react. If they see you running, they'll you know, either go, Spider-Man, whoa, you can get high fives, you can take selfies with them and be silly and goofy. Some of them get scared if like you come flying and jumping in out of the blue and they'll like, kind of run away or just go, oh, help, what's going on? That sort of thing. The cops, mm-hmm. they all love you. So every time they see you, they're like, Spidey, whoa. I mean, there's just some altercations where they're like, oh, man, you're going to take all the credit. Get out of here, man. I'm trying to do my thing. So 
it builds a little character, has a little fun with it. And like I said, to tie it all together, since he's already established, you've already got like the great gear and then all this cool stuff and your gadgets are all there and you unlock all your abilities through your general skill system. You have like three different branches and then you pick and choose what you want. Some of them, of course, allow your uh, traversing skills to increase. You'll be able to do like catapult jumps and then straight up go. Some of them increase the swing speeds. Uh, allow you to do flips, all sorts of crazy stuff. Others are for the combat. As you can imagine, you'll be in there punching, kicking, and you'll get a new punch or a new a new swing around or this ability, that ability. All your typical skills, like God, think God of War, and you'll know what I'm talking about. It's very mm. similar to that, except when you're in combat in this one, it's like take Batman, God of War, that kind of thing, but just fast, just like Spider-Man should be. I mean, you're in there doing flips. You're mm. flipping, you know, spider, you're, you're throwing the web out putting them on the walls, putting them on their faces, then doing like these crazy triple flip kicks into them, swinging off of their heads, bouncing right onto somebody else. All the stuff you see in the comic books, you can do it in the game, and it's just really smooth, really good. It feels great. And the coolest part is, is everybody kind of plays to their own tempo, to their own beat. The skills allow you to, of course, widen your horizons when it comes to the combat but if you get familiar with it, like two three real solid moves you could do those moves the entire game and come out successful for the most part there's a couple of fights where they kind of require you to really focus on doing one thing but it's usually a basic skill that you're going to have already They're, they don't try to be like oh look if, if you don't have this particular skill and the, and the third or fourth tier set on this left side you're going to be in trouble no it's very basic it's just sometimes they make you think out of the box so instead of just always fighting on the ground say spider-man has the ability to take baddies and throw them up in the air and then he can jump up there and just toss them just up in the air just toss them do all sorts of kicks web you know web flips flip them even higher just go nuts so that's some basic stuff and occasionally a fight will say hey why don't you just try this out you know see if you like it and if you do awesome now they just showed you a cool new thing but it wasn't done in like a a bad way and if you don't oh well you don't have to do it that's what i thought was awesome about the whole combat system so beyond that it's like infamous but better whereas they got like the collectibles throughout all the city and this is what i was telling you about before matt this is kind of what had me where i was like interested in the game was the backpacks are all over the place and then you can get them at any time there's backpacks there's uh these cat collectibles and uh something else that you can go around. Oh yeah, there's these like buildings that are made by an individual in the game. You can go and do these little side missions to help make the area better. You do, you can get this anytime. You can make it like, hey, while I'm doing these side quests around here, I'm going to go ahead and get all the backpacks in the area. Or, right from the word go, you can just go collect backpacks all day long. And the backpacks aren't just some boring, oh, okay, whoop-de-doo, whoop-de-doo. No, the backpacks are, uh, they've got like the uh, history so, like, you'll find one with, like, a, a rhino stub in it. And then he'll go, oh, I remember when I did rhino, da 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 It's great. I, I just, I'm like, wow, it makes you actually want to do it. So, I was like, oh. I, this was a game I wasn't going to even bother with at all, but I think I got to rent it now because the fighting's mm-hmm. amazing. The questing's really, really intuitive, and it just keeps you streamlined going through the narrative. But all the time, there's like side events going on. It'll be like, "Hey, Spidey," because you got a radio in your ear from the cops, and so you'll be like, "Oh, there's an event going on over here," and you can just side quest over. Don't have to, and if you want to, and it's seamless, just jumping right in and fighting the bad guys. A great game, a ton of fun, beautiful graphics, just gorgeous. 
really gives you all the flavor of Spider-Man, the feel goods, has uh, callbacks to like Avengers and Daredevil and some others in there. I highly recommend you check it out. This is a great game. Number four. So hey, speaking of great games, you teased it at the very beginning of the episode. I got two, I want to say this is an overall like like a big umbrella Matt's Indie Game Showcase because I got two really interesting narrative-based games. First up, it's not the one I teased earlier. This one came out on the 13th of September for 15 bucks, developed by Grundeslav Games and published by Application Systems Heidelberg. So I guess this is a German company. I mean, yeah. it sounds like it. But this is Lamplight City. And what Lamplight City is, it's a traditional point-and-click adventure game, except totally take all the traditions and break them. It's a game that takes place in kind of a a Victorian era slash steampunk era, and you are a... I think when you start the game, you're a police officer, and you're going with your buddy, and you're trying to hunt down this masked robber. And something happens along the way, and this is not a spoiler because they say it in the first sentence of every review I've read of this game, you accidentally shoot your partner in the middle of this raid, and he dies. So further on into the game, you know, it jumps forward how many, however many years. You're a private investigator now. You're still trying to find who that robber is, but, you know, you're taking all these cases throughout the game. And what's cool about it is your partner is alive inside your head, and he talks to you throughout the whole game. So you'll be standing there like, oh, man, what a rough night. And your partner's voice will be like, hey, were you off at the bar again? I told you, you've got to stop going there. Oh, whatever, man. And so it's kind of like this friendly but also adversarial sometimes conversation that I've seen. And the other cool thing is because it's a point-and-click adventure game, your dead partner who lives on inside your head, he's kind of that inner voice that you always do, like, hey, look at the picture. And he'll, he will describe the picture to you and his impressions of it. And then you will sometimes respond to him because like, oh, man, I actually thought it was a pretty nice picture. But, you know, your partner said it was a horrible piece of crap or something. So it's an interesting spin on the whole, like, burned-out alcoholic private detective. Because he's got this bad past, but it's also living with him. Like, he, has to, he drugs himself so he can go to sleep at night because this voice is always going in his head of his dead partner. One of the other cool things about this is, I said traditional point-and-click adventure game because it looks like one of the old LucasArts games. You know, you've got the characters on the screen, you've got the pixel art style. When they talk, they get, you know, the dialogue above their heads in different colors depending on who's speaking. So it looks 100% traditional. But one of the first breaks with tradition here is there is no inventory at all. Stuff you need to advance the story, you will automatically get, and you will also automatically use it in the right situations. So instead of going like, right-click on this, pick this option, get the, get the item, rub it against this other item, show this item to that guy, it's if you have the item and you can use it, your, your cursor will change to, you know, like a hand giving the item to the person you need to give it to. So it's all one-click, and it's all contextual. So if... You know, you can interact with the painting. It'll change to a little, little, you know, uh, a magnifying glass. Investigate the painting. If you can talk to a person, your cursor will automatically change to, you know, a little voice talking to the person. Or give the item, or take the item, or do this. It strips away a lot of, like, the BS of just, oh, i got to go up, i got to click, or i got to scroll through to the eyeball to look at the thing, then grab the thing, and, oh, you can't grab the thing. Well, now there has to be a voice line for that. Instead, if you can do something with it, you automatically do it. You don't have to worry about what it is. So there's that. Then the other cool thing is this is really, because you don't have to worry about inventory and item management and all this other stuff, it's really dialogue heavy. 
which, I mean, a private investigator game really should be. So you'll go and talk to people about, you know, getting clues and getting the info and all this other stuff. And it'll shoot from the, you know, the over the overarching perspective, that side-on perspective you normally see, it'll cut to a detailed close-up of your face on one side and the interviewee's face on the other side. And they'll have, you know, different reactions based on the kind of questions you're asking them. And the other cool thing about this is you have to keep in mind what kind of questions you're asking these people because just like real life, if you start asking them the wrong questions, they're going to get pissed off, they're going to shut down, you're not going to get the info you want from them, which is really cool because you can actually fail the cases in this game. Like, there are tons of, you know, false leads, red herrings, people will lie to you, you have to find the thing so you can expose the lie that they're telling you, but also do it in a subtle way so they don't know that you're onto them from the start. It, it takes all the, it just takes all those traditions of a point-and-click adventure game, strips them all away, and and weaves in, and weaves it all together in, like, this really interesting way. So, I mean, everything I've seen, the story's pretty good. The graphics, like I said, are good for a LucasArts point-and-click adventure game. The interface is cool, the way, you know, your partner's talking to you the whole time, and you kind of got to, like, hide that from other people that you're talking to. Like I said, no inventory, no, no item management, none of that. It's just an interesting take on the genre, and it tells a good story. So if you like point-and-click adventure games and you want something just to shake up the system a little bit, definitely check out Lamplight City. I definitely want to check it out. I think it's only for PC right now, but it may or may not end up on a console. I'm not 100% sure. It'll probably come to the Switch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Because all, all the games come to the Switch, Matt. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I could see this coming out for like iOS devices too, because you just have the simple interface of, you know, it's, it's a one-click thing, so you could mm-hmm. one-click with your finger. But... Yeah, like I said, if you're looking for those old point-and-click adventure games without any of the BS, but with some interesting stirs to that drink, check it out. Number three. So this game isn't out. It isn't going to be out for quite some time, but we were gushing about it over on our Third Shift Proper show, so we thought we'd go ahead and throw it in here too. There was a huge Catherine blowout event talking about the whole new edition, Catherine Full Body, which is being made currently as we speak. It is everything that they wanted Catherine to be back when they were making Catherine, but because of production time, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they couldn't get everything in there. So they did the best they could, made the best story they could with what they had time mm. to do. This is them finishing it all because they loved the game and it was such a success that they felt that it was owed to the people to give them the whole game. Give them what they really wanted from the word go for this title. And oh, we fell in love, both me and Matt, with this title long time ago. Played it in tandem. Going back and forth every day, coming to work. Where you at? What'd you do? Did you get to this? Did you pick? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It's always been a great memory. I still, to this day, I sold all my video games. I sold all my old systems, but I didn't sell Catherine. You better Catherine's, not have. Hell yeah. She's still sitting right over there. Her art book's up on my mantle over here. Mm-hmm. Just a fantastic puzzle game with the uh, whole adult premise of what do you do when a scenario where you ended up cheating on your, the love of your life and how do you act, and how do you deal with that? And, of course, this guy's immature, so he does some wrong things, all sorts of stupid things, and and it goes it, from there. I was going to say, and the <laughs> coolest part of it is he's already at that decision point in his, in his life. Of She's mm-hmm. like, well, when are we going to get married? So it's kind of that, 
does he want to do that? What's we say all the time? It's yeah, we say it all the time. It's an adult game, but not in that way. It has mature situations that actual adults have to go through. So yeah. it like it really makes you think. And of course, you're 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 privy to all of his inner dialogue in his brain, of course. Mm. So he's having real thoughts. You know, it's like she wants to do this and she wants to settle down. And you know, I I, I don't know. You know, I I think I love her, but do I? You know, I mean, mm. like I've never really gone out. He you know he's never really had a bunch of women in his life. Blah blah blah. blah. So he's all like, he has them questions in his head. And then it's it's just builds on that over and over and over again. And of mm. course, the girl that does get into his life, Catherine, the bad Catherine or the good one, depending that on what you want. That way, there's no you know? good or bad here. There's there, and that's just the best part. There is no good or bad. It's just mm-hmm. simply what you want. And it's just awesome and entertaining to go through it and then see uh, both sides of if you're picking one way or the other, and then how your friends react to that because every night mm-hmm. you end up in the bar with your bros talking about what yep. you did that day and how screwed up your life is and and then they they open up about theirs as well and mm-hmm. while meanwhile you're drinking liquors beers and it's telling you the history of it oh so mm-hmm. good yeah absolutely and i th- i think what excited me most about you know we we mentioned before on third shift when we were ranting and raving about it that there's new cut scenes in this version there's new remixed puzzles there's all new this and that but they had a live stream over the weekend i think it was I think it was like Saturday, probably would have been Saturday night in Japan because I was seeing it posted Saturday morning here. But they were showing off some of those new cutscenes. And, you know, in the original version of the game, you played as Vincent and you were already, you know, almost getting married to Catherine with a K. All you knew about them or their relationship was kind of what you teased out of the story or what was happening at that moment. But a lot of the cutscenes that they've been teasing in the stream. Like I saw one that was like, oh, hey, 15 years ago. So they were back in their high school days, and it shows them interacting that way. And it shows Vincent with his buddies interacting with them. There was another one from like five years ago, probably when they first really like got together because it's them in bed having a conversation. And it's like I'm really interested to see how that relationship started and how it developed over time because – Neither one of us know that. I mean, we can infer it because some of the things that Vincent says to his buddies in the bar, but you don't know. Like, how did they get to that point? In some scenes, Catherine with a K is like a really cold bitch. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, why are they together on the precipice of when you know, popping the way. question and getting married if she's this, this ice cold? This mean, mm-hmm. yeah. cold hard individual. But maybe we get to see that now. And see, this is what I love about it because in the original version, it made it easy. It really, they really did make it easy, except for your general, you know, cheating's bad kind yeah. of thing going on. Other than that, since Catherine with the K usually was pretty abrupt or rude or just not, you know, feeling it, which they mm. kind of explained that they were having a rough time and and he was stalling on saying he would marry her and stay with her mm. forever. So any woman's going to start acting a little, you know, cold towards you. So mm. it was, it felt right. It felt the way it actually would be however as of as it being a video game and you know it's not real yeah it made it easy for you just to like yeah let's just go have fun with Catherine of the sea screw this i don't care ha ha ha, ha. Yeah. woohoo whereas with them adding in all these different cutscenes about the past and the build-up of that relationship i feel it's going to really make you go oh, no that's not right i mean Dude, you've spent all this time with her. She's put everything she has into you and vice versa until now, obviously. What are you doing? And it's going to really kind of twist it up, I think. And I think especially, I mean, because of how good the story was in the first one, I feel like they're going to weave those in. Like the like the, the bad moments will come 
you know, right after, right after or right before Catherine with a K is really nice to you, like bad flashbacks. And then good stuff will be like right after your, you know, like the initial incident with Catherine with a C. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, oh man, he's freaking out. And then he gets a call from Catherine with a K. And then he has the flashback about the time when they were like really tender and together. And, you know, oh man, we can't wait to have this future together and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I can't wait to see how they even weave that in because you, you know it's going to be good. You know, it's not uh-huh. just going to be like, hey, flashbacks, and then here we are. It's going to be, oh, here's a flashback from that totally counters the point of what you think you're going through right now. Yep. And as you already mentioned, that's they got 20-plus new animated cutscenes involved mm-hmm. to flesh that all out. Not to mention, they've got the third individual, Rin, coming in to mm-hmm. just throw everything out of whack. What they've showed so far is that she's like this super nice chill girl who just wants to help vincent and it mm. looks like it, it's like that weird sloppy relationship like it she doesn't mean it to be but it all just like, like falls yeah awkward yeah. and goofy and just falls into falls into a relationship she mm. wasn't intending to take vincent away like Catherine of the sea is mm-hmm. so that adds a whole nother just bam it's a storyline and even if you don't go that route and you just go with one of the trish she's still coming in just like when you either way when you went with Catherine to see or k and mm. then interrupting the relationship and adding that dynamic to it and i'm really interested to see if she's in those past things at all in those past flashbacks or if she is just something that someone or something that just pops in just like Catherine with the c did or if she's been around all this long it's gonna be good and it's just adding more Catherine's, more ca- Catherine oh, with a ch and a ck man. and just do it just all of it <laughs> get, give me all the all the people all the things oh goodness so to kind of to kind of add in to all that fun story time they're changing the puzzles too they're adding in new blocks new ways to interact a new arrange mode with new mechanics uh diff- more difficulty options going in here it's insane they really mm. are pulling out all the stops and making this just the ultimate edition of Catherine. and i'm excited as hell i'm especially excited because now i'm going to play it on ps4 and i'll have a decent d-pad with which to work these puzzles Instead of that sloppy 360 D-pad I was playing it with before, this is just I just go all over the place sometimes, or try to use the analog stick and that would slip. I'm excited to have a up, down, left, and right, and no, no screwing around mm-hmm. in between. I agree. It's gonna be great, Matt. Cannot wait. But it's a long ways away, hundred mm. years. But that's all right. We'll get there someday. <laughs> Absolutely. Goodness. Number two. So next up on the docket, it's the game I teased earlier in the releases. It's the second half of the Matt's Indie Game Narrative Weirdness Showcase. This is Stay the Game. This came out, I believe it came out sometime in May this year for PC, but it's dropping now on the 12th of September for only 12 bucks. It's available on all these platforms. Let me see, we got iOS, we got PS4, we got PC, we got Vita, we got Xbox One, and yes, we do have Switch. Developed by the Abnormals team and published by P-Cube Limited, this is what they call a conversational adventure game. Well, now, what happens in this game is there's a guy named Quinn who I think is a therapist of some sort. He wakes up in a totally dark room, and all he has in that room is a computer. And when he boots up the computer, what does it do? It connects to a chat room. In that chat room, it's him, and it's you, the player. So all you can do to interact with this guy is read his messages in the chat, respond to them, and see how that affects him. Now, the other thing you can do is somehow 
whatever the setup is. I don't know what the overall story is, obviously, because I'm not going to spoil it for myself. But you can also access a series of webcams all around the room. So you can talk to him. You can see what he's saying. And then you can watch what he does based on what you say to him. Because obviously, you're trying to get him out of this room. You're trying to let him escape. You're trying to help him out. You're trying to put his fragile mental state back together as he's trying these things and failing and getting more stressed out and more freaked out because he's alone in this freaking room and all he has is you to like talk him down and help him through these puzzles. One of the lines they keep saying in the, in the publicity stuff for this is you get to watch the webcams and you can like call him out on his lies to you in the chat room. So like obviously you have to establish some kind of rapport with this guy to get him to calm down, to get him to stop freaking out, and then to try and figure out a way to get out of this room. But you also have to like have him try things and if he says, yeah, I did it, but you watched and he didn't do it, you can either call him on it or just let it slide and try and figure out a different way. So it's really another in-depth conversational game. But the other really cool thing about this, well, I mean, there's lots of cool stuff because it's got this really dark pixel art style. The computer interface is pretty cool. The concept of it's like a second-person adventure game because you're getting him to do the things. It's not you actively doing them, you know what I'm saying? And it's not like voyeuristic and weird and kind of strange and manipulative maybe. But the other really cool thing about this is all this stuff happens in real time. So, you know, he'll type to you. You have to type back in a certain, you know, if you just sit there and go, oh, man, I wonder what I should type. He'll type through another message. And, hey, hello, anybody there? Oh, help me. Oh, well, let me, uh, and he, maybe he'll freak out and just smash the computer and, like, cut his hand while he smashes his computer and die. So you have to actually be on top of it and pay attention to what's going on and react properly in the proper situations. But the other cool thing about it is the game knows how long you've been playing, and how long you have not been playing. So if you go, all right, cool, you know, we're going we're gonna to get back at this later, and you shut the game down, if you come back 12 hours later, he's going to know it's been 12 hours since you talked to him. So he might be freaking out. He might be mad that you left him alone in this freaking room for 12 hours. He might, be, he might be dead by the time you get back. So you actually have to stay on top of him, and that's like the one... It's the one negative thing I've seen bandied about about this is that people are like, well, he's kind of like, you know, a Tamagotchi. You got to keep checking on him. But that's what you would have to do in this situation. If you're a dude who's just trapped alone in this room and you don't know what's going on, you have one lifeline, and that person's just like, oh, sorry, dude, I got to go to work. See ya. Well, what the hell? I'm going to lose my mind in this dark room. Thanks. Uh, bye. <laughs> so. Instead of like a, a physical interaction that you have to have with Tamagotchi, like clean him up and play, you have to have these, he's an emotional Tamagotchi. You got to keep his emotions up by staying there with him and talking him through this stuff, talking him through these really complex puzzles, which is the other part of the game. It's kind, this is kind of the more traditional point and click style of it is there will be like big ridiculous puzzles you have to solve for him or talk him through or, you know, get him to manipulate the pieces such that you can talk him through the rest of the puzzle like i've seen stuff on chess boards i've seen like big intricate locks there's apparently a really ridiculously obscure puzzle where it's like a wall with bricks you push and there's colored things and there's a peacock on the wall and nobody knows how to solve that so everybody's looking up the walkthroughs and stuff but it just it just piqued my interest in all these really interesting ways of just you know the chat room interface you have to talk to him and you have to decide 
you know, how much to reveal to him that you know? Because I'm sure if you're like, hey, dude, why'd you go over to the wall over there and bang your head? Well, what the fuck? How, why are you watching me? Are you the one who put me into this? And he's going to distrust you, and you're going to have to build that back up again. And just the fact of if you go to work, maybe you've maybe you hit a really great breakthrough, and he's, he's, he's feeling great, and he's, everything's awesome, but you've got to go to work for eight hours. You've got to go to sleep. What's it going to be like when you get back? Is he going to be okay? Is he not going to be okay? Is he going to be dead? There's like all kinds of different endings. I think there's, I think it says seven specific different endings to the whole game, but there's all kinds of deaths that can happen to the poor guy. You know, you can, you can tell him the wrong solution to a puzzle and it can kill him. Like I said, he can lose his mind and kill himself. He can just go ape crap and destroy the computer. All these different things can happen. So it's just, it put these really interesting scenarios in my mind of just, and, you know, for sick bastards like you, Eric, I'm sure you can screw with him enough to just make him kill himself over and mm-hmm. over and over, over again, and if over. that's what you want to do. So it, it really makes me wonder how, like, save games work. If they can work, maybe you can only have one save file at a time, and you're just going through, because the, the fact that it counts your away time in the game and has in-game repercussions for that... Like, you know, not just like on an Animal Crossing basis where they go, hey, you've been away for 12 hours, but you've actually been away from this, quote fingers, living, breathing human who's Mm -hmm. in this stressful scenario for 12 hours. That just blows my mind. That's crazy. I can't wait to get my hands on this. I hope a lot of people do so games like this can keep popping up and keep succeeding. Just fantastic. I can't wait to stay with Stay. Boom. I enjoy that. That sounds like a cool... It seems like that happened a lot more, being that mm-hmm. Tamagotchi was such a huge thing back in the day. The Sims is kind of like that, you know, in a kind more of, just yeah. like goofy, weird way. This mm-hmm. is more intense, way more focused, but yeah. surprised they haven't done more of this because that is a, a nice, fun thing, but I, I do think it's probably a tight niche because, like you said, the time investment, and it's stressful. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if I really want to actually beat the game and try... Like you said, uh, but I have to go to bed. I have to go to work. That's just the way life is. Mm. Always dead. Now I just failed. Start over. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> but it really has that hook, though, like that emotional hook. Of what just, is this son of a gun going to be doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> or maybe you log in and he's losing it. Well, Jesus, what's going on, dude? Well, I went into this other room and this thing came down and blades and knives and fire or whatever it is. I don't mm. even know. Oh, it's my okay, God. Bob, it's so cool. It's okay. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can't wait awesome. to play it. Number one. And last on the list this week, or this bi-weekly entertainment, whatever you want to, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I don't even know yeah, what week knows? it is. It's it, I neither do I. We just, we just roll, Matt. We just keep going. We yep. always tell you, we got the blinders on and the world keeps flowing. Nintendo held a Nintendo Direct 9-13-2018. And everybody lost their minds because they announced some really, really cool news for, of course, Switch lovers. If you don't Mm. like the Switch, not interested in the Switch, none of this is going to matter really to you unless... I will say, unless you are like a video game dork like me, because a lot of this stuff is really cool, even if I don't have a Switch. Unless you're an old school gamer and you appreciate all the originals because... They did some really cool stuff. But before we get to that one big thing that you're going to really want to talk about as well, I do want to briefly bring up that on this one, and this is a big one, not for me or you, but for everybody else out in the world apparently, yeah, yeah. they announced Animal Crossing coming to the Nintendo Switch 2019. Mm-hmm. And everybody just 
lost it. Just lost their yeah. minds. They were hoping for it, kind of thinking it was going to be a thing, especially with the Pocket Edition that was recently released. Kind of get everybody back into the whole swing of, hey, Animal Crossing, remember? Cool, cool, cool. It's a fun thing. Yeah. The real deal is coming in 2019. And they even did it in a really neat fashion. They had Tom Nook, you know, uh, sitting yeah. at a desk, and he's just sitting there plucking away. And then he goes, oh, hello, everybody. Hey, you know, I know you guys have been doing this or that, and that you want to play this, you know, get in this game, and I better get to work, huh? I better go build a town and get things ready for your arrival, right? Ha-ha. <laughs> nice. And then it was like Animal Crossing 2019. So that's one of the things. And then they were like, hey, not only is Animal Crossing 2019 coming, but in Smash Brothers, which if you don't know, is coming out very, very soon, they announced a new character. Oh, they were like, you know, the whole new challenger approaches. And mm-hmm. it's some crazy little character from Animal Crossing whom I don't know. Isha, Isha, Nishi, Ishi. I don't it's know. It's Isabel, Doofus. How could you forget Isabel. that name? I don't know. I, I don't pay attention to Animal Crossing games, <laughs> even if it is my daughter's <laughs> name. You know what <laughs> it's like? <laughs> That game for me is just too much. You know, I was like, oh, this could be a fun little side effect, but I'm not about that life. I ain't harvesting apples and fishing all day. You know, it's just not my jam. Yeah, I feel like for me, that's one of those games that it's it's a maybe game. Like I could see myself getting into it, but the I, you know I've downloaded ROMs of the the DS ones, and I, it it it's almost there. Like it's almost good enough, but the beginning is too slow for me. It's not like Harvest Moon where you get in and you're like doing something cool right away. Like you're mm-hmm. fixing up the farm, you're doing the thing. It's just, hey, welcome to town. Hey, everybody's got to talk to me for like 15 minutes because, hey, look, it's me. I'm the I'm the hawk and I'm the butcher or whatever. But that and Smash both. I mean, the they're well, Smash obviously Bros. is amazing. The, Don't even start talking trash about Smash Bros. Well, I'm not going to talk trash about it. I'm just saying neither one of those are games for me. So I saw that and people were like, woo, we're losing our minds. And I went... All right, I mean, that's cool, Yeah. I guess. Once again, cool. The more characters, the merrier for me in yeah. Super Smash Bros. However, that's not a character I would have chosen. I'd much rather see one of the million other characters in the Nintendo catalog that could come mm. along. And not even Nintendo catalog, since they've got other characters outside, like uh, Richter and freaking Cloud and Bayonetta and, and, and Sonic Snake the Hedgehog. And, yeah, and, yeah it, there's a lot they could do, and that one's like, man, it just reminds me of like another like Kirby or another um, Jigglypuff, you know, like a goofy oh, okay. character that I don't really care about that much that exists, mm. probably has some goofy, weird moves that don't appeal to me. So I'm like, eh, okay, cool beans, I guess. Mm. And the last one that was really kind of big time before we get to the uh, the whole online services and what that entails mm-hmm. is Luigi's Mansion 3. Because somebody on, on Twitter said, hey, man, they really blew the, blew their chance at having it be Lou 3G's mansion. And I was like, "Yeah, that's so bad, <laughs> but so good. And it's so weird because I get it confused because I honestly don't remember Luigi's Mansion 2 at all. Like, was I it must a Wii have, U game? Must have been, I guess. I missed it completely. Mm. I mean, obviously yeah. I knew all about Luigi's Mansion. Really good game. A lot of fun. Cool, yeah. uh, cool, you know, cool whole premise using Luigi with the vacuum cleaner and going high in the ghost. And it was it was neat. It was fun. I enjoyed mm. it. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then they were like, three, which obviously I got confused with it because I'm like, where'd two go? What? Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Sweet. I'm on board. <laughs> it was either Wii U or 3DS. It had to be one of those. I don't know. Oh, goodness. But that was another one they announced. That one... Wasn't a big shocker. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody expected that one to get announced, mm-hmm. and it did. So I was like, "Sweet, they, hey, they're fulfilling their promises and they're, you know, putting out the hopes and the dreams and giving what everybody wants on the Switch." Good on them. Mm-hmm. And then the last, yeah. of course, and the biggest one, Matt, 
is the Nintendo Online Services is active as of 9-18-2018, so two days from now, or whenever you're listening, it's probably It's actually probably when the today. podcast drops. Yeah, yeah, right now. All right. Congratulations, everybody. So for 20 bucks a year, what? You say 20 bucks a year? That ain't nothing. You're right. That's super nothing. cheap, man. Even Eric can afford that. Holy even, crap. Yeah, even Hobo Eric can get this. You get the ability, of course, to get online, play all your favorite games. You get... Dun, 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 cloud saves. Oh, my God. They're finally introducing cloud saves. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something that's been asked since the beginning, and uh-huh. everybody's wanted it, and everybody's been just crying for it because, obviously, if your Switch gets destroyed, you're screwed. Now you have it. But mm-hmm. some games, like Splatoon 2, for example, do not have it. Oh, okay. And they say it's because something about protecting your account. They don't want it to where, like, you could get on somebody yeah, else's sure. thing and farm and then come over and and then, like, steal their information or something, and, and you mm-hmm. could get all the rewards and do all the things with that person. But I still am like, eh, PlayStation and Xbox do it. I don't understand, Nintendo, what you're talking about. You should be able to do it. I don't get it. Okay. Now, now the only (laughs) other side thing I saw about it, I think it was maybe on Kotaku or Polygon, is, and I didn't click on the link to research it, which I should have done, but they said, hey, you know, if uh, if you have your cloud saves and your subscription lapses, they might just be disappeared forever. And I went, well, that sounds... Oh, they do. That's well. That's that's terrible. You can yeah. That that's is terrible. Terrible. <laughs> now it is terrible, but at the same time, I don't see where it'd be an issue unless like you're a younger person and you're trying to get your mom and dad. Mom and dad, I need the twenty bucks to get the subscription redone now. We'll get it next week, Timmy. Go away. No, seriously. Like if you don't give me the twenty bucks to get the thing, I'm gonna lose it all. Shut up and quit asking me for twenty bucks. <laughs> it's all gonna go away. All you gotta do is mow two yards, man, or one big one. That's that's all you gotta do. <laughs> What's mowing a yard? I just I can't do that on my iPhone. <laughs> Modern day millennials, yeah. Uh it is best. It's awesome. You know, doing that's impossible. It's just mm. it's not even it doesn't even it's it doesn't exist. That's, that that's true, but I, I just thought it was something weird to bring up because I noticed it mm-hmm. and I was like, Well, why? Maybe if you like re upped, would they come back? Or would they just go, Ah, screw that guy? But like you said, it's only twenty bucks, so me. It's not a big deal. Everybody should be able to do it, unless you're real tight of money. But you can still play almost all the Nintendo games offline anyway. Mm. It's not like it's this huge online only type experience for most of the stuff. So if right. you can't opt in, that's fine. You're still gonna love your Switch. You're still gonna have a great time playing all the games. This just adds a little bit of extra flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Now they also did something with the smartphone app, upgraded a little bit, made it a little bit easier to connect with your friends and start talking via that. I still think the app thing is stupid in general. They yeah, need to just yeah. get on board with what Xbox and PlayStation already do. I don't know why Nintendo just just doesn't get with the flow on some of this stuff. I don't know why they always want to just come out with something weird and different and strange. Mm-hmm. It's like I get it. You know what? Be be you. Be weird. Be cool. Come out with this weird, innovative thing, but. There's some basic but functions. But also have. Yeah. yeah. Just the basic functions. It works. It's fantastic. Just go with it. Go with it, guys. No, see, instead of it getting like a Bluetooth earpiece, they're going to release Rob the Robot, and he's going to sit there, and he's going to say what your buddies say, except he's not going to have profanity. So every Borderlands night, will be like, hey, dude, what about that <laughs> thing? Oh, <laughs> thanks, Rob. <laughs> That's great, man. All right. <laughs> so they've also got they got that and some special offers that are going to come, you know, via the emails and different online things. Uh, yeah, basically yeah, yeah. little perks. The the nut and butter here, the thing mm. you really want 
is every month, Netflix style, they're going to have 20, to start, 20 Nintendo games out for you to play. Yeah. That's going to be randomized, whatever. And, of course, to start, I'll go ahead and I'm going to mention all 20 of them just so you all know, and you don't have to look it up if you don't want to. Get ready for this, everybody. Mm. Soccer, Super Mario Brothers, The Legend of Zelda, Ghosts and Goblins, Excite Bike, Tennis, Balloon Fight, Super Mario Brothers 3, Tecmo Bowl, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Ice Climber, Double Dragon, Gradius, Ice Hockey, Mario Brothers, Dr. Mario, River City Ransom, Pro Wrestling, and Baseball. That's the lineup for the first Man, 20. You, you tell me Balloon Fight and Dr. Mario, that's worth it right there. That's exactly, that's it. Exactly. Exactly. They got Dr. Mario. Oh, my God. Ghosts and Goblins, Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers 3, River City Ransom. Jeez, oh, Pete's. I mean, you're basically getting, for your $20 a year, you're getting an NES Classic plus however many every other month. So mm-hmm. you're... you're so the thing that everyone has went nuts for and got for what it was, 60 bucks. Now for $20 over a whole year, you get 12 times that. 12 times the game's on. Yeah. It's, it's insane. This, it was already insane when I heard about it. Mm-hmm. And now that it's here, I'm like, holy crap. So this month I get to play all these fantastic, awesome, amazing games? Yeah, you do, Eric. And guess what? That's not it. That's not mm-hmm. it. Because mm-hmm. you know this what is we what did? I'm, this is one of the things I'm really excited about. We made a brand new controller that works with the Switch, slides into this toggle so you can you know, load them uh, or charge them up and everything. But guess what? It's a Nintendo Classic controller. Mm-hmm. And when you buy it for 60 bucks, you get two controllers. Obviously, it's a hefty price. But Still. you get two classic Nintendo controllers to play your classic Nintendo games. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we've all we've all done the virtual console bit, and even on the Wii, it was close, but it wasn't quite there. Or we do, you know, emulation on your computer, and you're like, you're pressing Z and X, and like using the thing over on the other, using the D pad over on the wrong side. No, when you play a Nintendo game, you want to have the NES controller in your hands, and now you can actually do that, and that's phenomenal. Yes, when they threw that in there, that sold me fist and foot because. That just takes me 100% back to the good old days. I mean, mm. I'm going to sit there playing Super Mario Bros. 3 with a classic Nintendo controller? Are you kidding me? Now, wait a minute. You're going to do that, and your, your daughter's going to come up and go, Daddy, this is stupid. Play the hat game. But She's going to. You, but you can at least just backhand her and go, Shut up, child. This is Daddy's past. This is what I did. <laughs> now, you say that, though, and she will at first, but when I give her the controller, and she actually is finally going to need to have like a real simple 2D basic game just go sideways here's a controller that has three buttons and go here's here's something you can actually understand because we all did as kids exactly i'll be able to finally get her to get the basic concepts and then Mm -hmm. move forward because of course in her generation everything's the the ipad so she's so used to touching i've had a difficult time giving her controller and letting her and letting her head wrap around the fact that she now has to just like do a thing in the 3D world and move in it instead of just mm-hmm. tapping to where she wants to go and, and picking up the items by tapping on them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think this is my chance finally to go, look, there's three buttons. Move over, because that's all you do. Over, mm-hmm. jump, over and jump. And that's it. There you go. You got mm-hmm. this. And then then build. You know, Get her into that. She enjoys that. 
get into the Super Nintendo games. What? Yeah, because they already said, hey, and in the future, you can expect some Super Nintendo titles as well to be part of this deal. And you know what? Maybe we'll have a cool controller then, too. Who knows? Uh-huh. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, those controllers are so essential that I literally have one here. I have the, I have the USB thing that lets me plug it in over here so when I play my ROMs, I can actually use... The this is my Super Nintendo controller growing up. I can plug it into the USB dongle and put it in. Hell that's, yeah! That's how much it matters. It does, and it matters a lot. And they thought about it, and they're adding it in. You know, they could have easily just, of course, like you said, said, "Hey, here's the cool 20 Nintendo games," which would have been sweet, which would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The Switch controllers are pretty cool. They're pretty close. Just once again, like the Wii's, mm-hmm. they're almost there, but it's not there. And yeah. now you get to full on go there and enjoy it. So already with that, we, without any of the other things they did add or whatever, because the online play, we already had that free for the last two years. Right. You know, so it's like, eh, you know, I understand you were always going to make it a pay service, but I've already had it. It's, it's not like I'm excited about it that now you're making me pay for it. But by mm. adding this, they went, okay, we understand, but here you go. What's exactly like when PSN went pay to play? Like, well, you, you have to pay for it, but if you have gold or ps plus now you get two free badass games and then a handful of other games every single month exactly. it's the exact same thing mm-hmm. exactly it is the exact same thing but of course nintendo has a great back catalog to pull from mm-hmm. and then just kind of give the nostalgia thing a go and then for people who are curious that were born later hey here's a whole generation a whole lifeline that you missed out on that you can catch up on at your leisure and just enjoy you know maybe some of the classics they got mm-hmm. them there for you so good on you, Nintendo. This Direct was awesome. The future looks pretty cool. Now I just have to, of course, give you 20 bucks in two days. <laughs> uh-huh. And hey, speaking of classics, as a non-Switch player, the other things that stood out for me, is it a big deal? No, but it's something definitely very cool. The whole Final Fantasy back on Nintendo consoles resurgence, like Crystal Chronicles is getting a remake and a, re- and a rejiggering of all the quests. So if you never played that or you played it before, now you can play it again, remastered, and it'll be different from how you remember it. Final Fantasy 7, 9, 10, 10, 2, and 11 are coming to the Switch. Now, the one thing that makes me curious about that is 7 has been on PC with like those little tweaks and twicks and like make it easier to go through, make it faster to run through. I'd be really interested to see if those are the versions that are coming out or if it's just the old school even if it's the old school that's pretty cool because if you only had nintendo growing up as a kid you could never play final fantasy 7 9 10 blah, 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 all the other ones so that's pretty cool that kind of just set my little like hey i'm a final fantasy fanboy heart of flame i thought that was pretty cool they've got like final fantasy 15 like chibi edition something cool going on with that i don't know too much about it but again it's Final Fantasy 15 stuff if you never got to play it before. And then the other one that made my heart grow three sizes this day is I saw <laughs> Katamari Damacy Reroll, a remake and remaster of the first game coming to the Switch with motion controls and like cool vibration stuff because that's what the Switch does so good. I looked at it and I went, maybe this is it. Obviously, I've played the first game. I've beaten it. I platinumed everything. Not not trophy wise but you know what i'm saying i got all the all the unlocks and did everything in that game but having it remastered and like new new gimmicks and new things i love katamari damacy so damn much i want to play all the versions of it because it's it's one of those games where i just zone out and i'm just 
in my little home. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, mm-hmm. And I'm grooving to the music, and I'm just rolling, and I don't even worry about the time limit because I always get it in time anyway because it, it's, it's just, that's, that's it. I, I talk about Yakuza being my home and Danganronpa and stuff. Katamari Damacy is the home of homes. That's like my cozy den inside my house of video games. Oh, my God. Katamari Damacy re-roll. I knew you'd bring it up, so there uh-huh. you go. <laughs> I saw it and I went, oh, God, Matt's some Matt game here. <laughs> I couldn't not talk about it. Oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, it's uh, going to be awesome. I will say the Final Fantasies definitely got me all super jazzed up. I've played mm. and beaten almost all of them. Crystal Chronicles yep. was fantastic. And I was just having some talks with someone at work like, man, they need to re-release that on the Switch because that game was straight up solid and a lot of fun co-op. And this is this makes sense. Mm-hmm. There you go. Hey, remaster. There you go. There you it got goes. it. And I went, there it is. They already thought of it. And the underlying thing here, and, and they've already been building the relationship, but this just kind of just wham, bam, seals the deal. Mm-hmm. Square is back in bed with Nintendo. They yeah. are, they, I mean, they've been making tons of games on, of course, the, the DS, 3DS. 3DS and yeah. DS, yeah. But now they're like, hey, we understand you've moved this as your main system for handheld, home, everything, and we're on board. Here's mm-hmm. all the stuff from the past. Here's some cool new things, you know, with uh, the latest and greatest Octopath Traveler. Oh, yeah. they're just they're just there man and i'm so happy i couldn't be happier and i already told you that i i'd heard you know the rumor is that all the rpg builders and makers out there are all flocking to the switch they're like yep mm-hmm. this is where we're home is now and to see the 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 father of them all just go this is my place it's like yep <sighs> that's it mm-hmm. that's it boys and girls have a great day <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic Heck yeah. So, hey, unless you got anything else for Nintendo Direct, I think it's time to wrap it up. Let's do it. Let's wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Imposters Wrap Up. So, of course, this podcast is brought to you under the Third Shift umbrella. So, if you guys got any comments for us, any questions, any concerns, any feedback, if you just want to say, hey, I don't care about Nintendo Switch, shut up, you idiots. You can do that via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed. You can also find us over at Patreon. We have a wonderful one set up. Everybody that goes over there, hey, please consider if you like what you hear, like what we're up to, throw us a buck, five bucks, a thousand bucks, anything helps. We treat it just like a tip jar. Come in, come out, whatever you want to do. We appreciate anything and everything. It helps us keep the lights on over here. helps us keep motivated, do all the wonderful things. But money is real, as I always tell you. If you cannot afford to do something like that or don't want to, you can also support us by uh, Facebook, Twitter messages, uh, questions, feedback of any kind, iTunes ratings, all that good stuff helps us out a bunch. And we really would appreciate it if you'd consider doing one of those many, many things. And another thing that you can do is you can follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme, especially if you want to be f- watching us play all kinds of weird games. I'm playing Yakuza Kiwami 2 right now. Danny's playing Danganronpa V3. And Eric's going to be playing something at some point. I'll be playing Dragon Quest XI um, someday if I can ever get this <laughs> stupid video card to work. <laughs> I got, uh. So yeah, definitely check us out. Give us a follow. Uh, you hang out when you see us streaming. I mean, it's more the merrier. Just shoot us dumb comments about how crappy we play the games. It's really cool. I like it. Howard's always in there. He's always like, oh, I'm making cookies today. I don't know what's going on. What's happening? My internet cut out. What's happening? So join Howard and find out what happened. <laughs> 
And of course, this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 2nd of October for our very next episode. Holy smokes, it's October already. It's getting uh-huh. to, hey, it's a whole nother year. Here we go. But you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. As I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. And as we always say, them five stars on iTunes are super duper important. I can't say it enough. We won't ever say it enough, and we'll keep saying it, and we're going to keep talking about it, because the souls matter so much. So please consider five stars on the iTunes. Anything less, and you're just not feeding us enough. And until you guys feed us enough, I don't know. That was a bad segue, but hey, whatever. All I got to say is... Don't, Don't forget, forget to save. Forget to save.